Hey there, praise King Jesus. I want to thank God for keeping you alive. I want to thank him for giving you the grace to listen to this because many times we give attention to things that won't benefit us in the long run. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, I pray that this benefits you a lot. Um, we're going to talk about greed. It may sound like something that is so simple and uh, it's nothing to think about. Actually, in my life, I didn't think it was important until the Holy Spirit gave me some of these revelations. First of all, I want you to think about the first man, Adam, and the sin he committed that cost us the Garden of Eve was eating a fruit. Doesn't it ever cross your mind that Adam wasn't hungry? Because God had offered him a full garden. But still, when the devil came to tempt him, he made him eat a fruit. It wasn't because he was hungry. This is a sign that sometimes we, we love food more than obeying the voice of God. Let us look at Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 that says, Put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immolarity, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. So this part of which is idolatry, the fact that Adam listened to the voice of the devil, uh, that he opted to test a fruit and not hearken to God's word shows us that he idolized that something to eat. This voice actually came to me when I was fasting. You know when you're fasting and then halfway the journey, you feel like, ah, over and fast now. But then they cook something really nice like chicken or something. And then you change your mind. You're like, ah, let me make it tomorrow. And then the Holy Spirit said it inside me. Greed is a form of idolatry. And then I realized the moment you let go of this fast and then you choose to eat today and then say, I'll fast tomorrow when they're going to cook beans. You've idolized that chicken. You've idolized whatever that good food you want to eat. Another, there are so many types of greed, but I'm not going to mention them, but you realize them while I'm preaching. Another kind of greed that I came to realize was this. Um... You know the standards of God are not the standards of the world. So according to the world standards, me have grown up. I'm a generous person. I don't think any of my friends would say that I'm mean. But then there is a time the Holy Spirit showed me according to the measures of heaven. Oh my God, I'm lacking so much when it comes to giving. Why? Because God doesn't expect us to give at our convenience. But the kind of giving we are supposed to give is, suppose you, you don't give what you don't like. Like, for example, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It was one son. He tested um, Jacob, no, Abraham. And when Abraham was waiting, he was like, yeah, if, if man can do this, then I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. It was one son. If he had sacrificed a thousand angels to get us eternal life, would never have said for God loved us. That was never giving if he had done that. But you give what you love. It must hurt you. It must be part of you not giving. So there was this time when I would fast. And then while I'm unfasting, because I fasted, I want to eat something good. And then I buy something costly. And then 
people around me, I want to give them. But in my mind, I'm like, since I'm fasting and these guys have been eating all day, I'm supposed to take a bigger portion. Like, it's my money. I've spent it and I've been fasting. So I'm supposed to take a bigger portion and give these other people small, small. And then the Holy Spirit told me, no, serve it equally. Ouch imagine so according to the standards of god you may be surprised at the kind of giving you've been doing you've been all this time around as we're going to see in the bible when we look at ephesians chapter chapter 5 verse 5 it says for this you can be sure no immoral impure or greedy person hyphen such a person is an idolaterer has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So imagine failing to go to heaven because of greed. It's it's really a big deal to God when you're greedy. It could cost you heaven. When we look at Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. So sometimes people think that after we receive salvation, oh my God, all is well, now let's just eat and drink. Yeah, God doesn't have an issue with you eating and drinking. Actually, Solomon says it in the book of Ecclesiastes, that it is okay with God. The best thing you can do is eat and drink in this world. But it is not a matter of that 24-7 and you can't fast. And how do you say that I can't fast? You are idolizing the food. Okay? I hope my point is getting across. I'm not telling you not to eat or not to. But eat what is adequate. There is no use of you eating too much and yet there are people near you who don't have your neighbors. I used to have this thing. I was very generous when it came to things that would be convenient wouldn't inconvenience me like let me say at home if we've if we've eaten no more food let me say rice and then our neighbors kids come around to play i'm fine with giving them but let's say we've had fries and i'm serving and then they turn up and in my heart i'm like Banang. <laughs> oh god anyway let's proceed when that comes up please get down on your knees and ask god to make you generous the kind of generosity that jesus had when we look at Luke chapter 21, verse 1, it says, As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. So these people are giving at their convenience. They were giving, if they have 10 millions, they were giving 10,000 and eh, or oh, 100, and the pastors were impressed. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. So I think when they saw this one, they were like, Panaya, Tono. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she put out of her poverty, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. So I also had this issue when it comes to giving my offertory. It would be very easy for me to just put away the tithe. Let me say I have 10K and give 
only one k it would be conveniencing but then i reached a point and i'm like no let me give beyond what i can let me also add a seed let me also add um an offering and let me say if it's 10k i end up giving like let me say 3k or 4k and i remain with the six but that only takes the holy spirit that's when god feels it but when you just give and you don't even care it's now just a norm oh i've received 100k let me just give only 10k and yeah it's you know it's supposed to come from within it's supposed to pain me a little bit and when god sees that he's really impressed it it does him a lot of good and that's why he says tempt me you've tempted him because you've given more than you can you've given a bit more than you should and he sees it inside you that you also needed it but you were like god let me give this to you it's not because he doesn't have god has everything but when i read for you this story of first kings you're going to see what i'm saying first kings chapter 17 verse 10 this was elijah when god had sent him to this widow to feed him um we've said chapter 17 verse 10 it says so he went to zarephath when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? So she was, when, when he asked for water, this wasn't inconveniencing to her. She was okay to give it. She was like, as she was going to get it, he called, he called, and bring me please a piece of bread. So Elijah looked and saw that this was very easy for her. She wasn't going to receive a blessing for it. So he was like, no. He changed his mind. He was like, let me make her give more than she can or something that is going to, she's, she's going to feel it. And then that is when she'll be blessed. So he says, and bring me please a piece of bread. Ha. Now when Elijah mentioned bread, when it was water, she was rushing to go and get it. But when he mentioned also bread, ha. as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. But that little you have that God is asking you to give is what he wants to expand, to give to the poor, to give to the sick, to give to your church is what he wants to expand. God doesn't see it the way you're seeing it. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid, go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord says, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So each time you pick from the little you have, God makes sure it never runs out. But if she had picked from the water, imagine God made the water overflow and never run out. What was she going to use it for? Washing clothes while she's hungry? Washing utensils? So she had to pick from what was painful. I don't know if that is coming across well, using that word painful. But yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm just directly interpreting Luganda, but yeah, that is it. She had to pick something that actually was part of her, that would hurt her in order for God to bless her. And indeed, the jugs overflew until rain came back on the land. Deuteronomy 8 verse 3 says, 
he humbled you they're talking about god causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of the lord so as you're feeding your flesh are you also feeding your soul man does not live on bread alone let the greed be for your soul at least let your soul be greedy for god's word Take every opportunity to listen to the word, to read your Bible, to study it, to take part in fellowship. God is very okay with that. But if you feel there is something, you, you prefer food to a fast, you prefer um, foregoing a fast. By the way, when you plan a fast, it's like planning a date with God. It's like telling him God tomorrow, same time let's meet let's have a date so the moment you cancel it and god keeps his word when you tell him god tomorrow let's meet let's have a date he will be there the holy spirit will be there and then look at you seeing food and turning down god and telling him you know what Uh -uh. this food is more important than our date what yet you've hosted the presence of the holy spirit to be with you a whole day And you're turning them down for food that you're going to leave in the toilet. I hope the Holy Spirit has ministered unto your heart. And is going to help you from today henceforth to give more than you should. Because greed is a form of idolatry. And those who practice it will not see the kingdom of heaven. Stay blessed. Don't, Don't forget to share this audio with a friend or listen with a family member. May God count it for you.